Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. gentlemen of the internet welcome to the podcast i love the graps my name's chris i'm here with alan hello that's alan and this is the podcast that we do about wrestling we go to a wrestling show and then we talk about the wrestling show i mean we don't always do that i mean yesterday we didn't go to any wrestling shows and we did two podcasts yeah we weren't in the same area though were we no we weren't even in the same postcode no we weren't no, no. same two first two letters yeah i mean same town yeah just as uh, different, different uh, district. Yes, I, I don't know. Was it a different district? Well, you were in you were in Poets Corner, and yeah. I was in Upton Top Ranking. Upton. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. Do we um do we have different MP? Uh, we do. Yeah. yeah. You have uh, Andrew Lua. Yeah. Uh, a man who lives in Derby, so can't even be bothered to move to Northampton. Yeah. Where he is the MP, and I have Andrea Ledson. Oh, Ledson. Yep. Old Top Trump. Good old Ledson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's a baddie. Yeah. She's one of the baddies. Um, so, but we are together. Yep. Together at last. Yeah. Together um, forever. It's been a little while since we've been in the same area. Doing, yeah. a, doing a podcast yeah a few weeks yeah we don't we don't do these so much anymore no I mean there were, there were years ago that like remember at the beginning of 2016 I started off that ludicrous thing of, of the 50 show year yeah and I made 50 shows that year you didn't quite oh fuck off um, and then the next <laughs> year so let's just quickly go back so yeah 2016 2016 it was 2016 we came towards the end of the year and I was under the impression <laughs> that I would be hitting 50 or 51 shows. Yeah. Alan had been keeping track. I hadn't been keeping track. I got confused. Alan let me know about a week before the end of the year that I would only get to 49. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, you know, I made 51. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like... I'm not super bitter about it. But I just remember being like... It was all on Alan. It's all on Alan. But the following year, we went to over 50 shows each. Yeah. Uh, which is like at least 45 shows together. Yeah. Um, and But this year, it's, it's slacked off. Uh, this was my 30th show of the year, and this is your 21st. Um, and I think we've only done like 19 together. Yeah. Um, and some of those you, you promoted. So, yeah, it's really slacked off. But today we did. Yeah. And we still got loads of opinions. Yeah. We've always got opinions on things. I've got so, an opinion on everything. I try not to have. I don't. <laughs> I don't voice my opinions so much you, now. No, no. Um, because since you got off Twitter. Yeah. Um, because it's just stupid. Yeah, it's not just worth stupid. it. Stupid. Um, but we did do two podcasts yesterday. Full of opinion. Um, we did a podcast which was a roundup talking about some shows that you'd been to. Yeah. But also talking about some of the news with a Z items. Yeah. Um, Hugh Lewis going on in uh, British wrestling at the yeah. moment seems to be a bit of a a time of some turbulence yes um, so we, we felt like we had to chime in on that people yeah. were asking for our opinions yeah they really were um, people Honest. people care what we say yeah 
we are tastemakers. We really are. Um, I think the, the lads on the Grapple uh, Spotlight yeah. uh, podcast pointed that out couple of weeks ago when they pointed out that we walked away from progress before anyone else yeah we would we turned on progress before it was cool yeah um so we've just been to progress yeah uh, <laughs> um yeah we've just we as we discussed in our second podcast yesterday um we went we were going to progress we did a preview um so if you don't want to know all the results maybe go back and listen to that one yeah um, although apparently I screwed up the audio so try and listen to it in mono if you can don't try and put your earphones in because apparently that's what the issue was yeah our audio tester yeah um, he let us know that we, we'd screwed it up yeah we got a little we got a little man out there who yeah. messages me and lets me know if I've screwed it up yeah. so thank you to that little man yeah um, your help is always appreciated I know sometimes I don't let it be known how much I care yeah. but I do very much care thanks and, guy and I hope you're doing alright tonight yeah. look after yourself yeah. please um, so we went to the Camden Electric Ballroom um, for our return to progress much anticipated return yeah I mean we've been to a few shows um, as we said on the, the preview show uh, you've been you've done every Super Strong Style 16 that's right yeah. um, so you've done the last two uh, at Alex Palix. Yep. Uh, I did one day of Alex Palix yeah. this year because I wanted to go to Kaiju yeah. that night. Um, and uh, we did the Wembley Arena show. Yes. Uh, but other than that, we'd not been to the ballroom uh, since December 2017, Unboxing 2. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a very much a return to the ballroom. A, a changed ballroom. Yeah, a different layout. Yeah. The move the sound desk. I mean, this is all old news to anybody who's been going to either Progress at the Electric Ballroom or yeah. anything else at the Electric Ballroom. I, I did particularly like the ornate balconies. Yes. Uh, and the shitty roof tiles. Yeah. You were very nice... upset, though, weren't you, about the balcony? I was. Though? Do you know what? There's a perfectly serviceable balcony. It yeah. looked really nice. A new balcony, and they don't use it. Yeah. I could have been on that balcony. Yeah, I think I was part really of, upset about it. I think part of the issue is that the balcony is almost directly above one side of the ring. Yeah. So they probably don't want people right there. I don't know though. That could be yeah. completely wrong. Yeah. But think on that, Jay Breezy. Yeah. About letting me on the balcony. Should I ever darken your door? Big Glenny yeah. Glen. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, bye then. <laughs> Um, so this is Love the Graps. Yeah. This is our podcast and this is our format, which I'm about to explain to you if you are a new listener. Hey, every show could be somebody's first show. Every show could be somebody's last show. I mean, that's more likely. Yeah. We're losing subscribers by the fistful. Um, so, Love the Graps. Love the Graps is when you like it. When you like it. When there's something particularly... Um, attractive about the wrestling that you've seen. Yeah, we go to shows and we try and boil it down into six bullet points. Three yeah. of which we put under Love the Graps. They're things that we personally, between us, yeah. decided that they go in the in the good column. So it won't always be matches. No. Sometimes we'll pull a match out. Sometimes we'll pull a person out. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just be something ethereal 
yeah that we um, a feeling yeah that we have yeah or a theme that's run through the show sometimes it'll be that the venue had particularly comfortable seating yeah one of so, our one of our regular listeners uh, was sat on the other side of the venue today yeah and she was uh, watching us as we were yeah, watching the rest said, and yeah. she said she could sense the feeling coming off us <laughs> so, I don't well, know if it was like stink lines in a cartoon I think that if I was watching us I think the maiden thing would be when somebody gets dropped on their head and the glances between us and the, the cringe. Yeah. Um, uh, and that happened a few times tonight. Maybe we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we do three things that we like under Love the Graps. Yeah, and then we get on to Not My Graps, yeah, which is the flip side of end that. End the podcast on a downer. Yeah. Everyone loves that. Yeah. Yeah, let you go to sleep feeling really bad about wrestling yeah I mean perhaps Chris you could start in the uh, info for the podcast you could start putting where we start not my graphs so people if they want can yeah. skip forward yeah listen to that and then go back oh that is a good idea yeah, yeah. they could do their own remix yeah um, or maybe our little audio slave audio slave yeah. I don't like that band um, <laughs> maybe our little audio helper yeah. could um, could do that editing for us yeah. um, just let me know drop me a Facebook okay. message later on yeah. um, so we'll start with Love the Graps we'll move on to Not My Graps yeah. three things and three things okay. we've patented three and three yeah it's a three and three formula yeah. although some guy did his first ever Love the Graps on our Facebook group the yeah. weekend, and he just did five Love the Graps Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. I hope you removed him from the Facebook group. Well, no, I mean, he seems he seems a decent fellow. He did go all the way from Leeds to Sheffield to meet up with some of our fans who couldn't go to the cave right. for a drink. So I didn't want to go in too heavy on him for Do that. Do you know what? I think he's a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and if I find out who it is, you're dead. Yeah. All right? Um, but we're going to do three and three. We're going to yeah. stick to it. We've been racking our brains. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so do you want to kick off or shall I kick okay, off? Okay, I'll kick off. Yeah? Not that we've got like our own ones. No, no. We're, we, we are on the same a, page. We're a democratic podcast. Yeah. Uh, all decisions are made at conference. The Democratic Republic of Graps. Yeah, and we stick to them. So, yeah. number one, love the Graps. Uno. Uh, the Electric Ballroom. Yeah. Um, as I say, the first time we've been there in quite some time, 20, 21 months. Yeah. Uh, we used to be regulars. We did um, season ticket holders for yeah. two consecutive years. Um, you, were, you were going before I was, yeah. uh, but we kind of faded away at the same time. Did you but, s- see, I found that fun thing yesterday. Yeah. I found Progress's old WordPress site. Yeah. Um, and the last posts were from 2014 and chapter 17, I think right. it was. Yeah, that's um, just as I started that, going. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that wasn't long before, like long after I'd started going yeah. as well. That was when on a regular to, basis. I, I bought my first ticket in um, that the Monday night resales that they used to do. Right, yeah. You know, before the days of Twiggins. That's when I had to hit um, reload on a Facebook, on a YouTube link. Yeah. That's how they used to post them. Yeah, they used to have a, time, a YouTube video time to go up. Yeah. And in the description of the YouTube video used to be a PayPal link yeah. that you would click and you'd be able to buy your tickets imagine through that. that imagine yeah. that that was the best way that they came up with yeah. it honestly I think it's fun to look at that I, I don't. I didn't get didn't get much response on the group no. but um, I think it's fun to go back and look at that because it seems so much more innocent they were doing one show a month yeah um, they'd only just moved from one show every two months at that yeah. point yeah um, 
and you know you had Jimmy Havoc with a bit of a fringe going on. Yeah, the unbeatable champion. Yeah. Um, there was Noam, Noam Dar. Yeah. And was on that card. Um, Marty Skrull. I think it was Marty Skrull against Noam Dar actually. Um, yeah, lots of fun stuff. Yeah, the Sumerian Death Squad. I don't. I think that might have been slightly was before it? they were really there. Right. Okay. As a thing. I missed the Sumerian Death Squad. They were really good. Yeah. I think the main event for that was a three-way for the title. Jimmy Havoc, Rampage Brown and Dave Mastiff. Right. I remember I was on the front row for that. Oh, yeah. There's a picture and you're in the background of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, of Jimmy Havoc going through a table. I remember because I think... Yeah, so Styx and RJ Singh had their retirement match on that. Yeah, and they've never wrestled since. No. Um, and I think there was an L... Was that the one where El Ligero was against Mikey Whiplash? Or Michael Gilbert, as a, right. as a gimmick at the time. No gimmicks, Michael Gilbert. Yeah. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because there, there had been thumbtacks used in a match, or drawing right, pins. Right, okay. And um, later on, in the main event, I remember Dave Mastiff catching himself on a stray thumbtack and being really pissed off. Of course. I was in the front row and I think he'd leant on it with his hand. It was right. just underneath, Ooh, just tucked under the apron. That's horrible, isn't it? And, um, oh, that was the days where they used to sweep the thumbtacks out of the ring under the apron. Yeah. I and think, then they'd just spill out yeah, onto yeah, the yeah. floor. And it was like, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I did the one time we used thumbtacks. Well, yeah. in good. I mean, that's what you get. It's in the promoter's handbook. Yeah. Where, yeah. What else are you going to do? Well, go I'd on? get a dustbuster out, mate. Would you? Yeah. Who's got, do you, can you even get a dustbuster still? I've, I've got one at home. Yeah, how old is it? Uh, it's not that old. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, the electric ballroom. Yeah. So, um, we, we love going to the electric ballroom. Um, not always because of what happened in the electric ballroom, but the way it comes across in the electric ballroom. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that really made Britrest take off was putting shows in gig venues. Yeah. Um, because gig venues are made to uh, contain noise that is generated. Yeah. And that makes it sound like everybody's having a really wild time. And I'd, quite, I'd for, forgotten quite how good it is to be in the ballroom and hear a crowd get loud. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't quieten down. Because we've been at, at Fight Club Pro, because um, that's the other kind of big wrestling that we go to regularly. But they're now in kind of hangars, yeah. uh, disused warehouses and factories, where the, the sound's going to escape into the, the ceiling. But at the ballroom, it's reflected back at you by the shitty ceiling tiles. Yeah. And it, it was just a thrill to be in a place where everything felt like it mattered, even if it really didn't at the time. Yeah. Like, it is the venue that kind of defined British wrestling yeah. for a time. Yeah. Um, it is the venue that progress sort of grew out of. Yeah. Um, you know, they started at the garage. Yeah. But, you know, it was the electric ballroom where they really came of age. Yeah. Um, so it is nice sort of being back there for that as well, for that nostalgia kick. And for me, going to progress show is really a little bit of a nostalgia thing at yeah. this point as well. Yeah. Um, you know, see a lot of the same faces that used to go, even like people that I don't know, but I recognise them, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that, you. You know yeah. that you're that weirdo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, there's that weirdo. Yeah. Oh, ooh. oh, there's that noisy weirdo. 
So mainly it's weirdos. Yeah. Um, the bear was there. He had his own seat today. Yeah, right in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. Hope he bought a ticket. Um, lots of spilled drinks on the floor. Yeah. So you know, it's a good old progress experience. Yeah. Um, and also like, and this, uh, we're not gonna. This is, isn't even really a topic for discussion at this point because it's been dragged over and over. But there's obviously the issue with the the licensed music that they use. Yeah. But it's still better to hear loud music through a good PA than an old karaoke machine in a pub car park. Yeah. Um, as much as we love Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, well, yeah. Imagine hearing Cotton Eye Joe through that sound system. Yeah. That's stuff of dreams, mate. Oh, Lord, that'd be great. Stuff of dreams. Well, we had a pre-show match, and that um, they used Kate Bush while they're in Heights. They did, yeah. Um, and they can only do that on the pre-show match, yeah. which is a shame. I mean, no one fucking cares about entrances on VOD, but I don't want to get into that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... Do you know who cares about entrances on VOD? Who? WWE. Yeah. So, okay, so the electric ballroom. It's nice to go back. Yeah. Great yeah. fun. And uh, nice to hear a very uh, loud crowd being amplified by a, a great room. Yeah, and it was Camden. We were in Camden as well. Yeah. Um, always a weird place to be. Yeah. Uh, and there was a man with big spiky hair playing electric guitar outside. Yeah. No Alice in Wonderland. That was an old um, regular yeah. street entertainer. No uh, pop-up street food Mexican burrito place. No, you're upset Down by about the lock. That. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's been like year and a bit since I've been there I expected it to still be there yeah I ate a burger you did uh, Bang Bang Chicken has gone yep so it's all change all change uh, Metro Cafe is not Metro Cafe anymore no although the menu still says Metro. says Metro Burger Metro Burger um, so I was a bit upset about that I, I used to love coming out for Metro Cafe in the interval yeah you get a bubble waffle now mate I don't want a bubble waffle I don't want a bubble waffle well, I, I mean, told you before a bubble waffle is a broken waffle it's not it's not. A it's bubble. a failed waffle. I love a bubble waffle. Although the bubble waffles on display, they looked fucking ridiculous. They did look like they look vaguely kind of gynecological. I was going to say they look pornographic. Yeah, it was melting in the sun. Yeah, uh, I didn't know um, whether to eat it or fuck it. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't fuck it. <laughs> well, I mean, I doubt I'd have been allowed back in the uh, the ballroom. Yeah, I don't think you'd be allowed back in London. <laughs> back in back in society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, Mrs. Boone, uh, yeah, I'm afraid your husband's been arrested. And what did he do? Uh, like, is it drink driving? Oh no, it's much worse than that. I'm afraid. Oh, did he did he beat up uh, a far right protester? N- no, no. Is that something he's likely to do? Well, I mean, he's always said that you know he should always. Punch he him fucked up. a bubble waffle. Oh God, not again! Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was a Kinder Egg bubble waffle. That's why we can't go to Hyper Japan anymore. So, yeah. Uh, Camden's changed, but it's still Camden. Yeah. So, it's stupid. Yeah. I think that's the theme of Camden. I mean, it was a mark of how times have changed that we couldn't find anyone to uh, jump in the queue with. So no. we had no. to walk right to the end of the queue before we found anyone we knew. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit off, wasn't it? How dare they? I know. Um, so, let's move on. So, we talked about the ballroom and the reaction uh, and the, the crowd noise in the ballroom well let's talk about that pre-show match that I mentioned okay. first 
before we move on to okay. what you were going to say. All right, I was going to do. I was doing a very good segue. No, I know you were, but also I think there's more of a discussion to be had around okay. that. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> this is our first argument on air. I'm not arguing. No, well, I'm not arguing either. Look, mate, I've been married for 19 years. <laughs> In fact, it's only 17 years. Shit. She don't listen. Yeah. She don't care about anything I do. No, she's that's just that, at home hoping you haven't fucked a bubble off. Yeah, that's how we're still married after 17 years. She yeah. doesn't care about anything I do. Yeah. Um, so, the pre-show match was David Francisco and Joseph Kafka. David Francisco, remember him? Uh, yeah. I think he has appeared uh, did on a uh, Love the Grass as, I think, or I, I, I might be getting confused and giving him a shout out on the Indie Darlings yeah I, did that. I think he might have for his work corralling a ring crew yeah <laughs> but uh, this time he was actually wrestling yeah um, David Francisco is a weird one in that he's like a name that has kind of been around forever yeah and not made on endeavours much of an impact potentials. yeah um, and Joseph Kafka's a rising star yep um, it's got a big upside um, and they were against uh, Talia Martins and yeah. the other guy Billy Hayes Billy Hayes yeah um, what, why do I feel like that's a name that I should recognise I don't know well there was a guy when we used to go and watch um, the Northampton School of Professional Wrestling yeah at the Rough and Ready Gym yeah. for, for one pound yeah um, they brought in a guy and his surname was Hayes right but I don't think it was Billy uh, but it certainly wasn't the same guy because he was the guy that someone in the crowd uh, when when they called him chicken oh yeah um, someone he said I'm not chicken and someone said I could go for chicken soup yeah and he became chicken soup after that yeah but I, I think it's a different guy maybe his brother I don't think it's that guy that guy no. was much stockier yeah and older and old, he was definitely older and uh, rubbisher um, but the reason we, we're sort of highlighting this match and the reason we'll talk about another match as well yeah. is progress kind of breaking the duct a little bit on intergender wrestling yeah now they've done a bit before in the past yeah um, I remember on a, an Endeavour show um, they had in the, in the Pollyanna Ginny feud yeah um, they each had a male partner in one of the matches was it Paul Robinson and Wild Boar yes I believe I so I say yeah. that and then um, Mark Haskins and Ginny and Laura Di Matteo, maybe. Yeah, that sounds um, familiar. Had a, had a match at some point. Um, so they have dipped their toe in that water. Yeah. But um, tonight, with Talia Martins being uh, on one of the the tag teams, yeah, uh, and it just being here is a tag team of two people. Yeah. And then later in the show, uh, there was a six-man street fight. And uh, it's supposed to have Lucky Kid in it, but he's having a few issues with his passport, his visa. Yeah. Might be bowler related. I don't know, that Who was knows? the speculation. Who knows? Um, and so CCK were down a, a man, and so they brought out um, one of the lads who's on the show tomorrow, yeah. Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace joined the match about halfway through. Yeah. Because she was concerned about John Gresham's penis. Uh, I think, yeah, it was, it was testicles, I think, more than anything. Yeah. Cause because uh, LAX oh, were like let's staple his balls oh right okay I just think you, you might end up catching the penis yeah if you, you're I stapling mean, through some tights is, is, is bad I don't want somebody I don't want to staple anywhere near that area no, I mean I don't want to staple anything if no I'm, if I'm honest no um, so I mean yeah. honestly I don't actually want to staple bits of paper together because 
it's pain in the arse taking a staple out. Yeah, You've I mean, left a mark in the paper then. Well, I mean, you? you have. I could use a paperclip. I mean, you can. But I could put it in a little um, plastic wallet. Yeah, you could hole punch it. Yeah. And use one of those weird green bits with the two the green metal strings that two never really bits. work. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they work. Um, but um, yeah, so Jordan Grace was a bit worried about Jonathan Gresham's balls. She wants kids, I assume. I mean, they may have made the decision not to have children. No, uh, I, I mean, don't know. I don't want to second guess their relationship. But putting their career ahead of that. Yeah, I mean, she may just be worried about his sexual performance, yeah. which she's every right to. They're yeah. married. Uh, do you remember who married them? Wasn't it uh, Nikolai Volkov? Was it? Someone like that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, very weird. Apparently he's a licensed minister. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Grace came out and played a full part in the match. Yep. Uh, got speared through a table at one point by Jonathan Gresham. Well, that's um, not going to go the down well. The crowd chant was, you're in the doghouse. Yeah. Um, somebody else was in the doghouse. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice because it's, for once, a bit of progression... Oh, very good. From progress to see women wrestlers treated as wrestlers. Yeah. Rather than put off in their own ghetto and put on in the second match. Yeah. Um, tonight's women, by the way, were uh, Danny Guggen and Malik. They were, <laughs> they were in the second match yeah. tonight. So they are tonight's women. Um, and the women were, in fact, allowed to play with the men. So everything switched around. And it's. I just want to give a bit of props. I mean, I expect it to never happen again. Yeah, I don't feel like this is the new, the new norm. No, um, but it's nice to see. And it's nice to see Talia Martins and Jordan Grace treated as wrestlers. Well, because even old um, uh, Eddie Kingston got up and did a little speech, didn't he, at the yeah. end of his match. And part of that was... I mean, he was putting over everybody involved. Yeah. Um, and he he even said, like, women's wrestling is over. They're just wrestlers now. Yeah. So, get over it, yeah. eh? That's what, that's how he said it. Well, why don't you just get over hopefully, it? Hopefully, Eddie Kingston is replacing Jim Smallman in the uh, three owners of Progress. Well, yeah, I'd be well into that. Yeah, it'd be really good. Yeah. As long as he wore his flares. Yeah, I like that outfit now. Yeah, didn't wear it today. I don't like him looking like a Dudley boy. <laughs> I want him looking like... What would be his Dudley name? Eddie Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, so yeah, well done progress for treating women the equals of men. I look forward to Mako and Jordan Grace being second on the show tomorrow. Actually, I will... I, this, is, <laughs> this is just a kind of slightly tangential point. Um, but it is related. So there's an official T-shirt out for tomorrow's show. Yeah. Uh, they like to do a T-shirt. Yeah. They, they sell a lot of T-shirts. Yeah. I've got to give them. Got to give them credit. Um, and it's got the lineup on the back. Yeah. Um, Walter and David Starr. The yeah, top top, of the, I mean, that's the progress title match. That's the big one. Big big daddy Walter David, of the uh, the WWE. Yeah. Um, of the Beano. Yeah. Um, David Starr won the Super Strong Style 16 yeah. tournament. So, you know, it's that's going to go top. It's the top billing. Um, underneath that is the tag team title match between Aussie Open and Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah. You know, fine. Okay. Tag team title it? match. It's fine. Underneath that is the women's title match with yeah. Jordan Grace and Mako Satamura. Yeah. Why couldn't that have been above the tag team that's, title That's match? the thing. I mean, does anyone care that much about grizzled young veterans versus Aussie Open? Well, Aussie Open won their titles back, right? That yeah. was a thing in Germany this weekend, right? The WXW titles. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. 
you're getting confused, mate, with getting all the co-opted wrestling. Yeah. It's, and they, they won their titles off some WWE guys in Germany. Oh, okay. This all is right. their titles against some WWE I guys. I am confused. I am confused. So, but yeah, I mean, that women's title match should have been second on the, the thing. Why not? Why not just put it second? Yeah. I mean, it's going to go on second on the card. Is so. Is Doctor Mayhem going? I need to be higher up on the on the card. Doctor Mayhem. <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> Mister Mayhem. Doctor Doctor Mayhem. We'll see you now. <laughs> um, I ain't going to Doctor Mayhem. No, no. It doesn't seem like you're going to get the treatment you need. No. After you've fucked that bubble off. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. Frostbite. So the, um, the the love the graps. The third love the graps. The one that I was trying to segue. Well, into. it's probably the biggest one. Okay. This is, th- that's why it's I wanted fine. to save. Well, it. perhaps we should have started then with. The progression of having women. Well, segues are overrated anyway, okay. especially when you're doing a rambling podcast. <laughs> um, so, I think one of the biggest sort of takeaways from the show today is the well, it's the sort of reaction that certain people got. Yeah. Now, progress fans. Like the, and part of the reason you talked about the electric ballroom um, are notoriously loud. Yes. And when they like something, they will jump the hell up and let you know how much they liked it. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a big reaction to the finish of the main event. Yeah. Um, and there's big reactions to near falls. They love a near fall, especially when it looks like somebody's been screwed out of their position. They love that near fall. They did what's, that a couple of times What's the, the big reaction to the the end of the main event? Was because it was the end of the third match of seeing someone they really didn't want to see. Yeah. And it was just glee that the ordeal was over. I think it might have been, yeah. yeah. Um, but we there were some sentimental favourites for us on the show today. Yeah. Um, people that we've been very high on for a while. People that have found themselves in the three love the graps positions a number of times, yep. um, and it was it was really heartening to see them get the big reactions that we would have hoped for. Yeah, um, you know, arriving when, in the electric ballroom. Well, well, let's let's name them and then we can like, yeah, perhaps talk about it. So um, the the two main ones, um, because I mean the OJMO got a massive reaction as well, but he's been part of progress storylines for a little while yeah part of the uh the do not resuscitate yeah. uh, storyline when we'll get on to that later um but i would you know i was still happy with the reaction he got because i think he is one of the most kind of promising young british wrestlers we've got um but the two kind of main outsiders um who are making their progress debuts after a long time in the business and certainly after a couple of years of, of having some buzz around the Absolutely. scene. Absolutely. Uh, were Car Noir and Jean Money. Yeah. Uh, and I was delighted with the reaction they got. Um, particularly Jean Money, uh, because Car Noir is, is kind of, he has a, a cool aura to him, kind of mysterious. Jean Money can be something that, I mean, we, we mentioned on the, the podcast last night, can you describe Jean Money? Slurms Mackenzie. Really? Well, yeah, as you say, from a kid's show. Um, but I was really happy that chanting was started for Gene Money and not by our usual suspects. And it was started before every match preceding his match. Yeah. People were already chanting for Gene. 
Yeah. Um, we did a thing before this show. Yeah. Um, in the weeks preceding it, um, I got a group message going, and what we managed to do was get a dozen or so T-shirts printed up. Thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Yep. Um, saying I bought my ticket to see Gene Money. Um, and we had a whole bunch of us wearing that t-shirt. Yeah, all turned up today in those t-shirts. Didn't tell Gene Money about it. No. Uh, first thing he knew was when he came down the aisle and saw James Crossan of this yeah. parish uh, wearing it. He was sat on the front row. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he seemed like really made up by that. Yeah. And and do you know what? Like Caranoir didn't show it um, because it's not really his character. No. But. I bet he, he loved his reaction. Yeah. Uh, but Gene Money kind of did. Yeah. And I don't think he could believe the reaction he got. It's a deserved reaction. Yeah. And I'm just really happy with it. Um, and that the ballroom really took to these these guys and gave them the kind of welcome to progress that they really deserved. Yeah. Do you, the, the, the rise of Gene Money, do you think it like parallels the sort of the Grado thing? Yeah, a little. A few years ago. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're quite, they're kind of, they're, they're comedy wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but people want to see them succeed. Yeah. And it'll be interesting, I, honestly, like, I'm fucking terrified of what's going to happen over the next year or so. Yeah. Because Gene Money is local to good wrestling. Yeah. Gene Money has been an integral part of good wrestling for yeah. quite some time. I don't want to have to lose bookings with Gene Money. Well, once he's done bowler, yeah. his price will go up. <laughs> so. I've seen it happen. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I don't know if it. I noticed this tonight because they had a match recently, but I noticed how similar some of what Gene Money does is to what Joey Janela does. Right. In a way. Um, and Joey Janela's disappearing off the Indies. Yeah. So there's a gap there for that kind of crazy slightly occasionally goofy but still cool every man I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say something here yeah I think Gene Money is better than Joey Janela in every way okay I think he's a better wrestler than Joey Janela I think he's a bigger personality than Joey Janela yeah and I think that Gene Money with the platform that Joey Janela has would have you know would have succeeded in the way yeah uh, like above and beyond I, I what Joey Janela's done yeah I mean he doesn't know any invisible men you can I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break your tiny little heart now yeah you can just create an invisible man what yeah in a lab just with some chemicals <laughs> you can just make somebody invisible Alan yeah. anytime you want being invisible is the best <laughs> anyway I, as I say real sentimental favourites so yeah. I've got mixed feelings about Cara Noir but I'm really really happy to see somebody who's presenting a different character getting the opportunity to show that different character yeah if I if, if Cara Noir was to listen to this somehow I would say to him can you fight not to do gay panic stuff in your matches yeah I know somebody like Dan Maloney is always going to be like oh you're weird and like his thing is going to be to get away from you trying to lick him but maybe let's try and show that weirdness in a different way yeah 
like you can be creepy without being sexually creepy yeah and I don't think that's I don't think that's the Cara Noir thing but I think it's the easiest reaction for your opponent yeah it's an easy shorthand to fall into so let's fight against that yeah. shall we um, but I do think it's fantastic to I mean it's outside of the norm for progress to have wrestlers who aren't just dude with beard yeah yeah. Um, although essentially we ended up with a final with two dudes with beards. Well, yeah. I mean, of varying quality. <laughs> what the beards um, or the dudes? Yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> is the answer. Um, so yeah, so great reactions for people who really deserve it. And and you know, what? even someone like Malik, who was possibly going into the tournament and even coming out of it um, with the kind of le- least reputation. Yeah. Um, he got a really good reaction. He got a please come back. Yeah, and you know the crowd were really happy to see him, and they popped for the stuff that he did. Um, so yeah, it was you know well done to those guys to get that reaction, and well well done to people giving up that reaction. Yeah, and I think you know talk about the tag match again. Yeah, with Eddie Eddie Kingston's little speech at the end, mm. it was great to see everybody reacting to that. Yeah, because he was giving props where props were due. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody deserved the ovation that they got. I'm going to say it started off slow, that match. Although it didn't. It started off with them off fucking about in the crowd. Yeah. But it wasn't until Jordan Grace came in they really kicked off for yeah. me. Um, but, you know, it's good to see good people getting good reactions. Yeah. And some good news coming out of that. Eddie Kingston announced he's no longer retiring. Yeah. Which is cool. Um Let's move on. Let's move on, shall let's we? Let's talk about some shit things. Go on then. Let's go. Let, like hit me with a not my grabs. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the tone deafness, apparent tone deafness of the the people running progress. Now this may be simply that they have a different point of view of the British wrestling scene than I do, and that's perfectly valid. Yeah. But we just mentioned what great reactions. Uh, Cara Noir and G Money got. And OJMO yeah. and Dan Maloney got great reactions. Yep. Um, and we ended up with a final of Scotty Davis and Danny Duggan. Yeah. Now, nobody going into that, except one guy, Will, um, who's a, a friend of the, the podcast. I don't think he listens. Um, but he's a friend of Megan Steve's. That's how we know him. Um, he said he got almost every prediction right. I don't believe him. Uh, he's a filthy liar lovely fella but you can't stop there's absolutely no way Um, nobody picked a final of Scotty Davis and Danny Duggan when you've got talent with the the wider buzz on the scene like Cara Noir like OJMO like Gene Money and uh, with the pedigree uh, of Dan Maloney who is essentially a main eventer in Fight Club Pro which is a promotion if not on the same level as Progress then certainly not far below it I mean they're probably selling as many tickets yeah to their regular monthly shows yeah yeah yeah, so I think it's weird for me to see none of those people progress to the final now they tried like I think this show suffered and we'll get on to this, I think, with Progress's insistence on injecting it with some of the patented great 
progress storytelling that we yeah. try and do. So we had Danny Duggan um, join the Do Not Resuscitate gang, yeah. um, which led to him eliminating OJMO in the semi-final. Yeah. Having said that, like it didn't feel like that was paid off in the end. No. Like by having. Spoiler. Well, we'll get to that in a bit because that's my, that's our next. Not my yeah, rats. yeah, yeah. But keep your powder dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it felt like by doing that and by focusing on that, you've downplayed all of the really strong things that sold this card to people. Yeah. And, you know, we're jokingly wearing t-shirts that say, I bought my ticket to see Gene Money. But I don't doubt there were loads of people who bought their tickets to see Cara Noir, bought their tickets to see Dan Maloney, bought their tickets to see the OJMO. I would be hard-pressed to find anybody who bought their ticket to see Danny Duggan. Yeah, nobody bought their ticket to see Danny Duggan. Maybe some people might have bought it to see Scotty Davis. He's got a bit of buzz in his OTT, I yeah. imagine. Um, he had his fans. But, I mean, sometimes... The, the the obvious thing to do is the right thing to do because it's obvious because it's right. Well, this is it. I and was... most people, I think, if you'd have said beforehand what's your final here, you'd have picked OJMO Caranoir. Yeah. Um, who have had great matches with each other in other promotions and are two of the, the buzz indie stars. Yeah. Um, and... Possibly with with the story that OJMO has has had in um, progress so far, and with Caranoir's standing, they're possibly two of two. With the, those two and Danny Dan Maloney were the only three in the tournament that you could see facing the progress champion. Yeah, and it not being a, a complete and utter mismatch. Yeah. So I think part of this is um, we discussed it uh, previously. Um, is what is the natural progression series yeah. for now in the mold that natural progression series has taken in the past somebody like scotty davis absolutely makes sense as the winner yeah um we look back on previous winners particularly the first couple um with mark andrews and flash morgan webster yeah scotty davis absolutely fits in that you know that pedigree yeah um a proper up-and-comer yeah um, however at no point during that time was the natural progression series really the headline act no it was just something that was going on to introduce new people into progress and by dragging it out over maybe up to six months at the time yeah. um, probably more than In one maybe, time it went over a year yeah by dragging those things out um, you do introduce people like you are introducing people through yeah. that tournament now a one day tournament is a completely different animal mm. and that's why I feel like by having such big personalities and people with such a big sort of presence on the scene you've done yourself a disservice to then go and put the focus on somebody who is perceived by many as lesser yeah, I mean, you basically had a, a quiet man and a golem in the final. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it worked for a lot of people in the room, but uh, I think there is a certain tone deafness there yeah. to what's happening. And Progress have tended to have that for the past few years. Yeah. Um, and we spoke uh, last night that hope, you know, we were hoping that they, they might see this new 
uh, start in the new year as a way to break away from from what they've been doing before with like hanging on the WWE guys and maybe use some of those top guys on the British scene the way that they started doing when they when they first started up. But I'm, I'm, I'm a, I have less faith now than I did. Let before. me put put something to you like that's kind of been sort of sitting at the back of my mind about this and actually I've been thinking it about some other things like with their booking in the past do you think there is something about people like Dan Maloney people like Cara Noir and the OJMO that is stopping progress from making them big parts of their shows what what I'm getting at I guess is that they are being prominently used by other promotions elsewhere yeah, yeah. Um, OJMO is being used prominently at another promotion in London. Yeah, a, a rival promotion, some would say. Yeah, even in the bigger scheme of things. Um, Cara Noir, as I say, has built his name and is appearing in main events at a lot of different promotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dan Maloney is a big part of Fight Club Pro right now. Yeah. Are they thinking? What we do with Natural Progression series is we give you somebody you weren't expecting to like. Yeah. And you know, plenty of people liked Scotty Davis. There will be people who are absolutely over the uh, moon. Over the moon, and if not absolutely over the moon, satisfied by the by today's winner. Um, I, I think to that, some extent they've been tricked by the fact that he was against Danny Duggan. Well, I mean, the there is that. Do you remember the Infinity Tournament? Yep. Where we ended up with a final of Speedball, Mike Bailey, Jordan Devlin and Mark Davis. Mark Davis being the big villain at the time. Yeah. Mike Bailey being an import. And Jordan Devlin also being quite a big villain at the time. Jordan Devlin having appeared with Ginny earlier yeah. that night. Yeah. He was part of her villainous act. Yeah, before she vanished. Jordan Devlin turned face next time he appeared yeah. for Fight Club Pro because the crowd were desperate for anybody but Mark Davis to win Yeah, and Mike Bailey got eliminated but also he was in port so the likelihood of him actually taking that trophy was minimal Yeah, so people were desperate for the villain Jordan Devlin to beat the bigger villain Mark yeah. Davis and so yeah tonight people were sick of Danny Duggan yeah uh, we went to a, a show uh, at the beginning of the year where we saw three Robert Sharp matches in one yes. night. And um, it's a horrible night. Um, and this felt a lot like that, didn't it? To it you, did, yeah. Especially. It, it's an interesting parallel. Yeah. I mean, Danny Duggan, apart from when he drops people on his neck, on their necks, yeah. with his released German suplexes. Um, which please don't do that take more care of your opponent yeah I had a message off of my housemate who was also at the show um, that said I never want to see Danny Duggan again he looked very dangerous yeah it's just protect your yeah now I'm I'm not a wrestler but I seriously cringed at a couple of those moments Um, you know he's he's fine but that's the fine's not cutting it I mean he showed he showed more fire in his pre-match flare-ups with his opponents, particularly with Malik in the opening round, yeah. than he did in any of his matches. Yeah, and I turned to you and said, oh, I'm really glad they're slowing this down now. Yeah, yeah. it was just, yeah. 
but anyway, let's let's move on. Yes, let's. So, for me, my second love, for, um, not my graphs. Yeah, it's quite a big sort of elephant in the room right now with progress, and I think it's interesting that timing-wise, right now. Because Jim Smallman is soon to be stepping away from progress. His um, last show, as far as I understand it, is unboxing Yeah. at the end of the year. Um, so he will be stepping away, not just from ring announcing duties, but from managing progress as well. Today, I think Jim Smallman had an absolute shocker as the host. Yep. Um, and from what I can gather from people who are regulars with Progress, it's kind of been that way for a little while. Um, I think the tone was similar at Super Strong Style 16. Yep. Um, but today, crowd work Jim Smallman, f- for me, like killed it. Like not, and not in a good way. No, I mean, it just went on for too long and the material was too weak. Um, the dad off in in the beginning of the show yeah uh was poor uh and then the the beginning of the second half with the punchline being that Plymouth Argyle beat Port Vale 1-0 no the way around no that was oh no yeah Port Vale beat Plymouth Argyle 1-0 I'm I'm sorry I'm I'm no uh well no the joke doesn't work if um of course yeah if Plymouth I mean it didn't work anyway yeah but um, but it's like he made everybody wait while somebody came back from the toilet yeah. so that he could point at them and go, your football team lost 1-0. Yeah. Ah. And it used to be a highlight. Like Jim's hosting of the shows was a big part of what made Progress special. Yeah. Um, he, he knitted the shows together. He, you know, um, he was a, a breath of fresh air. A breath of fresh air. <laughs> a breath from, of fresh air. A breath of fresh air. Uh, from your usual fella in a suit standing just announcing the wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just felt off. Well, because we always, and you in particular, always sort of um, uh, big up the value of a host Yeah. for the show. Yeah. And the person who really uh, embodied that for British wrestling yeah. was Jim Smallman. The, the combination of... The rock venues, Jim Smallman, the branding is what made progress, or was a big part of what made yeah. progress what it was. Yeah. Um, and he seems like a spent force. Yeah. Somebody pointed out to me later on in the show, said, "Look at look at Jim's face. Now that's what it's been like the whole show. Yeah. And he looks he looked miserable." Yeah, sort of going through the motions a bit. Yeah. And maybe we're wrong, maybe he's still loving it. And maybe everyone thought that material was great, but for us, it did not work. I just think, you know, I've just, I'm just not interested in jokes about football teams. Well, yeah, I mean, there is that. Like, it's like, I, even if I was really into football, I think I'd be like, not at football. Yeah, I'm at the wrestling. I want to hear jokes about wrestling teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Talking of wrestling teams, let's do the final. Not my grab. Okay. Um, I'm going to call this one Flogging a Dead Angle. Oh, you're going to try and resuscitate that one? Yeah. So, we don't go at progress anymore. No. Um, we don't even keep up kind of close on what happens. I mean, we I look, look, at, we look at the it. results. Um, we have friends who go, who tell us like what's working, what's not working. But yeah. we're not 
following it closely. We're not watching uh, progress on demand. We're certainly not invested. No. But one thing that's been very, very clear, even from the distance that we follow it, is that the do not resuscitate angle is fucked. Uh, I thought it was already dead. I thought they'd killed it Super Strong Style Weekend when they got all the fellas who don't work at Progress anymore to beat uh, do not resuscitate yeah. uh, you know the fellas who do work there because that worked really well in the new blood rising angle in WCW what happened to WCW it's, got, it's gone mate yeah, sorry to tell you oh, 18 man. years man there are adults born who will never see a nitro live yeah <laughs> um, so yeah it's very clear that that do not resuscitate is a failed angle, but they've tried to bring it back over the last few shows. And and I, I feel like I'm not saying there's life in it, but I'm saying that there are very talented performers who are part of it. Yep. And given a real opportunity, they could do something. Spike Trevay is one of the very best heels in the country. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. Chop Mambo is one of the best baby faces in the country. Yeah. So naturally, he's a bad guy, but I, that I still have faith in him as a performer. Yeah. Um, and and uh, people like the new believer character. It's like it's annoying. It's and, annoying. And that's exactly yeah. what it's supposed yeah. to be. Um. But if they're just completely ineffective, then the characters are going to be a waste. Yeah, so the recent part of the angle is that Drew Parker was part of the group yeah. and he fucked off to Japan to stick syringes through his throat. Yep. Um, which I don't care what you say, Drew. You're an idiot. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, so they're a member down. I mean, tonight they were there were two members down because Spike Gervais took a booking in Newcastle. Um, good on you, Spike. You've got to earn that money. Yeah. Uh, you know, your Tory party will be out of power soon, so <laughs> you know, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to feather your nest ahead oh, of Brexit. also have to be able to make money to purchase a bit of the bubbly. <laughs> That's what we're all saying, isn't it? Yeah. Now? yeah. A little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the recent storyline is that they're trying to recruit a new member, and the target of their affections yeah. has been the OJMO. Yeah. Because he's got a buzz, hasn't he? Got yeah, buzz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a really good young up and comer, um, and uh, they've been told by the race relations board that they they need someone of colour. Say it. Oh right, okay, you yeah. said it. Um, so that was the kind of storyline, and it bled into tonight's show. Yep. And I I'd forgotten all about Do Not Resuscitate because none of them were on the card. Um, and then you mentioned them at the interval, and then it was plainly obvious to me what was going to happen in the second half once you had mentioned that they are a thing that still exists. And everyone was just, oh, God, oh, these guys. And that's not what you want from your lead heel stable. It is what happened to the origin. Yeah. Um, When they kind of reached the end of their run. It It happened with Mikey Whiplash. Yeah, it was just, oh, you again. Just stop it. And there was a lot of that tonight. And tonight... They not only recruited their new member, yeah. the uh, Charisma Vacuum that is Danny Duggan, yep. um, which somehow lessened both. Um, both yeah. Like, do not resuscitate and Danny Duggan uh, by signing him up 
two do not resuscitate. It made yeah. them worse, and it made him worse for being part of them. But also, he joined them, and his first act as an official member was to lose to Scotty Davis. Yeah. So, well done. Welcome to Do Not Resuscitate, new member. Loser. Yeah. We're the losers club. Yeah. And it's just... They need... If, if they're going to carry on, they need a big hitter. But that kind of goes against the reason that they came together. Do Not Resuscitate as a, a gimmick of a bunch of guys who are bitter because they're not getting booked but are very talented guys who should be booked. That's not a heel angle. Well, I mean, it's, I think it can be. I think, I think you can have people who are, like, unsatisfied with their spot and don't appreciate any of the opportunities that they've been given, and they think that they deserve more. I think that's fine, but they need to be, like, if you're coming in, you need to be doing something to show that you deserve those spots, right? Yeah. Or you need to be going after the people that you think took your spots and that's kind of how it started but also progress could never put them over Havoc and Haskins and whoever like they just were never going to do it Um, and they should have done like they should have won that feud at Alex Palics Alex Palics who was the third man on was it Mandrews it might have because oh yeah because there was a bit of shenanigans with Eddie Dennis wasn't there yeah because um, it was supposed to be Ligera, wasn't it? Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, they just have them beat them. Yeah. Why not? Because like, they're going to be there next month. Like, yeah. Havoc, uh, Haskins and Andrews are not going to yeah. be there next month. So, yeah, you've just got a team of losers who've now added another loser to their team. <laughs> and it's just like, no one cares. Let the angle die. Yeah. It's a real damn shame. Yes. Um, but maybe it's what Danny Duggan needs. It's <laughs> just some shoulders of consolation. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe this is it. What he needs is a lesson from the supreme suplex machine, Scotty Davis, on how to do a safe release <laughs> German suplex. Yeah. Um, Gross. So, yeah. So, that was the, the Natural Progression series. Yeah. I, I was kind of... I mean, it was never going to happen, but I was kind of hoping that this might reignite a bit of a love affair with progress for me. That I might think, you know what, I've missed this, and I might think, you know, they're going to maybe have a fresh start in the new year um, when they get to chapter 101 and Jim Smallman uh, steps away. So it's a a chance for them to kind of start anew that maybe I might sort of get on board with that. Yeah. But I don't feel like it after today's show. I mean, I've got no doubt that this is not the last we've seen of Gene Money and Cara Noir and everybody that we've lauded today in progress. Um, And I am all on board for those people having the opportunities that they deserve. Yeah. Do I think Progress know what the fuck to do with Cara Noir or Gene Money? No. No. Um, having had a very brief chat with Gene Money afterwards, he was like, oh yeah, I think Progress might have some plans for me. Or they might have a few ideas. I'd love it if they had some ideas yeah. for me. Um, I would be absolutely terrified to find out what those ideas are. Yeah. Um, oh, Gene, what about if you come and do our 
1998 show that we're inevitably going to get round to doing at some point. You could dress like Jarvis Cocker. Um, <laughs> but also Cara Noir. Like I, that before the this event, I'd said, do I believe that Progress know how to manage a character like Cara Noir? No, I don't. Like... It's just an outlandish character that I feel like they just wouldn't be able to follow through on. Like, they could never get the Jimmy Havoc thing right as a good guy. No. And I think that's because they didn't understand the sort of otherworldly aura that Jimmy Havoc had as a bad guy. They just turned him into a guy when he came back as a good guy. Yeah. And that that would be my worry with with somebody like Cara Noir. Yeah. But I mean, some people went and enjoyed the show. Um, like I spoke to Andy Ogden at the end. That was his first uh, London uh, ballroom progress show for a while. And he really enjoyed it. So, you know. Well, I have to say, I have to say, for as much as I dislike the booking, yeah. for as much as I didn't care about the main event, yeah. um, I had a lot of fun with the six man tag. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Cara Noir perform and seeing Gene Money get the reception he got in the Electric Ballroom is one of my favourite moments in British wrestling this year yeah absolutely 100% and if he does appear at Alex Palex tomorrow yep um, I can only imagine that's going to be more yeah uh, because people like everyone who was apart from me and you and yeah. Ian Hamilton yeah um, everyone who was there tonight will be there tomorrow yeah and then there'll be more people um, who the word of Gene Money will have spread so yeah I mean progress aren't gonna they're not gonna lose sleep over the fact that we are criticising their booking but it just didn't work for us no the, the, the lengthy booking of, of the show the long term booking of the show um, having said that within the show there were some great moments absolutely glad I went yep I love a tournament yep I just wish that the winners I wanted to win won yeah why can't it always be the way that I want it yeah. to be I wanted so and so to win yes wow although um, I, I did like I will say we forgot to mention at the time uh, the crowd chanting we want our money back yeah. after G Money lost was well, very good it's a chant that we heard at Good Wrestling is it? yeah when, ah. when Gene first sort of was retiring right right yeah he um he um said that the crowd said we want our money back ah so they've stolen that from you have yeah, they yeah and I didn't pick up on that I thought that people genuinely wanted their money back right <laughs> so yeah three podcasts in two days who'd have thought we're it? back with a bang baby back with a bang we are I was saying earlier we're going to try and do something more regularly if you if want it even, well, if, even if, not, if you don't want it. Even if we're not getting to shows. Um, but it would be nice to just to chat a bit more. Yeah. Skype is a wonderful thing. It is. Um, but I think we're going to leave it there, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, next week is Good Wrestling. Yeah. So we didn't do a hangover show no, after the last time. one, but perhaps we'll try and do one this time. Yeah, let's try. Yeah. Um, but until then, or until beyond then, until <laughs> whenever we come back, um, that's it. Go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills, every crack of the sea.
Thank you.